This is Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. It's 18 minutes now before 4 o'clock in conversation next with Advocate Fiki Iswa Mngangabede, who's the Chief Director of Statutory and Advocacy Services at the Department of Labor. So why are some companies failing to comply with the employment equity laws? And what's the role of government in ensuring that companies comply with the laws of the country? We find out from the Department of Labor as they intend to take legal action against some of the companies who are failing to comply with the employment equity laws. The Fashini Group, Truitts, as well as Industrial firm Balawold are some of the organizations accused of non compliance. Advocate Mnanga Ebede now joining us on the line. Advocate, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. Let's start off here. Where exactly is it that these companies are failing to comply with the Employment Equity Act? Good afternoon. One of the challenges that we have identified is the fact that they're still perpetuating the over representation of white men and white females as the top management. Sure, but what does the law say about that? The law says there must be equitable representation of all designated groups. So it means they must give opportunities to the designated groups, those people that were affected by apartheid error. Yeah. But, but if, 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 for instance, when the calculations are being done, and we know the employment equity report always year after year comes out and it gives us the same big picture, um, why is it then that these companies are not complying and what sort of action has been taken before to say that, listen, this is what the Employment Equity Act is, is expecting of you. Um, you are not complying, so therefore these are the actions that we will be taking. The, 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 the thing is, the first point of call is that these companies set these targets for themselves uh, in ensuring that there's equitable representation of all groups. But when it comes to implementation, so they do this in paper by just saying we are going to make sure that we address these shortcomings. But when it comes to the implementation, when we check compliance, we find that there's no compliance. And we, we still give them an opportunity to correct the mistakes before we can even talk about taking them to court for a legal action. So that's why that's where the problem is, that you see that it's been from 1998 up until now, but we are still talking non-compliance. Yeah. And there is no movement at all. So we take them to court to apply for a fine and also to make sure that the court must uh, enforce that they must implement those uh, targets that they set for themselves. Then how do you deal with the other aspect that is that some companies would actually uh, budget for any type of fines that may come from a statutory body like yourself? We still go back to those companies and ensure that if it's 1.5 million, for instance, for a first transgression, the second time it's going to be 2.7 million. So we still go after those companies to ensure that we get what we, the state wants yeah. to achieve. Have you been able to get to the bottom of why um, year in, year out, we get the same results when it comes to the concentration of, of um, especially senior management um, levels of the different companies and co- in the corporate sector, especially uh, barring uh, the public sector? Why is it that year in, year out, um, it is still the same concentration of white males at the top? You, you, I think that psychological effect and also the fact that these companies don't want, they don't have appetite to comply because you can't tell me that at this day and age you still don't have black people, colored females that can occupy a senior position in, in companies. I, when I make that example of saying black people and colored, 
I'm just making that example, but I, um, we are not convinced that there are no people that mm. can take those opportunities in, 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 in the company. Because some organizations argue that it, it's all based on merit and, uh, and seemingly this formula around merit that they apply gives the same result year in, year out. Then it means they must change their strategy because it's their strategies that become a barrier in ensuring that they can achieve the targets. And then what do you say to people who argue that one of the reasons that South Africa is struggling to attract um, investment in this country is because of some of these laws, including Employment Equity Act, as well as the triple BEE laws of the country? I would say um, it's, it's, it's a combination of things. But I do agree that once you don't comply with any employment law, you're also affecting your, your, your company as a whole. And I would say people must just try to comply because if you think that non-compliance is expensive, then if you think that compliance is expensive, then try non-compliance. And then you'll get instability in your organization because people will complain when they see that there's no cause. And for these companies that have not been complying, um, what happens next for them? We are taking them to court for failure. In fact, we have already informed them that we will be taking them to court, uh, to the labor court, to apply for a fine and also for the court to to enforce that they must comply with those targets. Yeah. And outside of that, is there anything else that you can do? Um, outside of that, no. We will just have to take them to court and ensure that they comply with whatever that they need to comply. Because we are not going to stop because now we have issued them with consumer notices to tell them that we will be taking them to court. We still we always try by all means to make sure that we don't take employers mm. to court and assist them to comply. If government is so um, it, it fi- finds this the Employment Equity Act so important to deal with the historical past of the country. Would government not would it not be necessary for government to say let's take a step further and not only deal with the turnover but deal with the company's operating license because these are the laws of the country after all that we're speaking of here and if year in year out we get the same results even though we have all of these legislative um, laws in the country and in place and companies are still not adhering to them maybe their operating licenses should be suspended. There is, there is a call to do that. Remember, there was Section 53 of the Employment Equity Act that was not promulgated in, in, in 2014, that the new legislation now intends to make sure that that, that section is implemented by ensuring that all companies that deal uh, with the state contracts they don't get contracts with the state if they don't comply with employment laws. And I think that's a call that the government is trying to make sure that we move towards that issue of the licenses and also to take uh, on other government departments to, to, to hold hands with the Department of Employment and Labor to ensure that there is something that is done to these companies that they fail to comply. Would this include the ability to also look into whether or not they are subcontracted? Because the bidder yes. could win the could win um, the tender, but then subcontract some of the services. And when you find and you look at those companies, those companies don't adhere to our Employment Equity Act. Yes, that's the that's the intention there. That's the intention. Thank you so much yeah. for your time. Advocate Fikiswa Nganga Bede, who is the Chief Director of Statutory and Advocacy Services at the Department of Labor. 614 Your tweet at Aldrin St. Pierre and our studio line is 86 2032